0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sap. It is May 27th. It's a list in your boy. Hi, Jimmy.
2: How you doing, Sean Ross am
0: I'm, I'm good. I'm good.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You prepared?
0: I'm, am I ever prepared?
2: Uh, that's fair. And that's fair. We're doing this at two o'clock again because uh, I'm I'm I, I was telling Sean off the air I'm uh, doing this for the greater good of the FIFA brand. Yeah, letting letting him go back for the Quizzlemania title again. I despise the two o'clock time slot. Yeah, hate it. But uh, for the greater good, we'll let Sean vie for the title again. We'll yeah,
0: see. It does cram my day. Wednesdays are insane when I'm doing that. But yeah, you know what? It's fun, and I, I like the people over there. Uh, and hey, it helps us out a little bit. So that's pretty cool.
2: That's cool. So May 27, hockey's back, sort of. Yeah. Anybody that's a fan of the NHL, yesterday they announced plans, and I think you had to be a rocket scientist to understand uh how the draft lottery is going to work. And it was, I literally was like, I was going to start drawing graphs to try to understand how it's all going to work. It, it, it came off quite complicated, but. That's gonna happen. UFC is back in Vegas. Boxing is gonna be back in Vegas. Yeah, there you go. Things are slowly happening until the second wave comes, which it will because people are dumb. But at least for now, boxing and and uh, and UFC are back in Vegas. So
0: yeah, you know, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how all that works out. I miss sports so much. I miss sports. Um, yeah, I think that's the thing I miss most about everything. As much as I like going out and socializing. Not being at AEW this weekend, that sucked because I realized how much I, I like seeing those shows live. But, yep. hey, we, we have these these shows every Wednesday. List in your boy. And a reminder, guys, donate a Super Chat. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. Uh, Throwback27 uh, already has done that. He says, uh, with Drew re-signing with WWE, Deanna possibly with Impact, Is this a possible sign that some promotions are turning the corner to sign talent? If so, who do you think is going to sign next? Well, as I reported on Fightful Select, Jimmy, Deanna has not signed with Impact. It's a per-appearance deal. That's what she wanted. She wanted to see how things worked out. And understandably so. The last time she signed a contract, she went 0-20 on TV. So (laughs) she wants to see how things work out. As far as Drew, they didn't have a choice. Uh, Well admittedly, we're going to get in the gulag thing. I don't think yeah. they wanted to let him go. They put a lot of juice into him. I, I do think they're going to turn the corner, but you're not getting 2019 free agent deals right now. I think it's scaled back significantly, Jimmy.
2: Yeah, I mean, the thing to remember is that WWE and AEW has continued to earn revenue this whole time. Uh, obviously, the live gates, I think, mean more at this point to AEW than they do to WWE. Yeah. Uh, but with their TV deals, they were both continuing to make money. If WWE wanted to not release that talent that they released in the middle of May, they could have not released that talent. They did it strictly for the stock and for the shareholders. So, no disrespect to Drew Gulak. I don't know what he makes. You know, maybe he makes a mid six figures. I don't know. But whatever it is to WWE, it's minuscule. If they want to, you know, resign him, they can. Yeah. You know? So, uh,. It's it's mainly say the Ring of Honor's of the world and even Ring of Honor so long as they can produce talent for uh, TV for Sinclair not the end of the world but it's mostly like the Ring of Honor's definitely New Japan New Japan took a massive bath financially uh, because of COVID big time but, uh, WWE and AEW they they still made their money
0: yeah you know? they still made their money uh, the majority of AEW's t- or money was coming from their TV deal but the thing is they did lose out a lot because of the lack of live crowds I absolutely I do know, like big time that was that was. An unfortunate reality of the situation that we face. Also, uh, he didn't ask for it, but I want to tell you guys, follow Throwback978 on Twitter. He's been one of our great supporters, been very generous to us. He did the first episode of his show this week. Check it out, support that guy, great dude. But yeah, there was uh, a not-so-great wrestling week last week, Jimmy, and lots of stuff went on, and man, it's... I don't want to say it's rebounded because it's hard to to overcome that, but man, yep. there's there's just so much going on right now. Uh, Tim Traver says, happy hump day. Stay safe, stay safe and be careful, everybody. And Maurice uh, sends a super chat and says, do you think the reason why Impact is signing all these talented women is because Tessa could be on her way out once her deal is up? AEW needs her. I don't think that's why. I think that could be why, but they've always been interested in signing some of the best female talent since this regime started. And right now, they have one of the best, maybe the best women's roster, period. Deanna, Tessa, Taya, Jordan Grace, Kiera, Like, that's just off the top of my head. Tanil, that's an insane mm-hmm. roster for them. I think they should go heavy-handed into the women's uh, wrestling right now.
2: Yeah, especially if they can get away with just paying Deanna per appearance.
0: Yeah, for and sure. And I think a lot of the a
2: lot of the talent men and women with uh impact are being paid per appearance. So it's not it's not like they're locking into anything guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And uh and you know, impact again when you look at the pecking order in the US, impact is probably at the bottom of that order. Uh maybe NWA is below them, I suppose, but they're they're low in when it comes to the the pecking order. And so you got to do what you got to do in order to, in order to try to separate uh, and and create something unique and give people a reason to want to watch your show. That's why they went with the intergender wrestling and had Tessa won their title. It's because yeah. they had to do something different to try to get attention. And if they can uh, draw attention to their women's division, then good for them. You know, Deanna's a good pickup. Even, like yeah. you said, it's per appearance right now, but she's a good pickup. So
0: Yeah, I, I, I think so too. Also, Marie says RIP Hana Kimura. That's a rough one. Uh, do you want to go ahead and get into that, Jimmy? Yep. Yep,
2: Uh, we're going to talk about Hanakamura Kimura, and uh, there was some inaccurate reporting with this one again. Now, I'll I'll, I'll give some of these outlets a bit of a break because they were reporting on stuff kind of, you know, as things were happening. Uh, But I wanted to touch upon some of the inaccurate reporting. I'm not going to talk about the cause because we don't need to talk about the cause. Yeah. Uh, Although I will say this, without saying what the cause was, what happened, because I did some reading about this, it's a major problem in Japan. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't know that. And uh and apparently what happened, yeah, it's it's a big it's been a big problem for the last decade there. So they gotta get a handle on that. But uh Mora. so we've talked about this before on, on this podcast about this issue with uh online trolls, cyberbullying. In the past I've kind of poked fun at Sean kind of lightheartedly about this stuff. I'm not gonna joke about it today, uh, because this is a serious matter. The internet as great as the Internet's been in so many ways, there's a small percentage of people on social media who seem to live to try to hurt others.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and sometimes they go to great lengths in order to do that. Obviously, these are people who are unhappy in their own lives. They're probably depressed in their own lives. Uh, and so they want to bring others down to their level and make them as unhappy as they are. And uh, one of the first things I talked to you about, Sean, when we started Fightful was don't respond to these these trolls because that's what they want and when you ignore them and when you block them they lose their interest because they want you to to respond to them that being said women have it way worse than men typically when it comes to cyberbullying oh, yeah. i don't think i don't think it's close nowhere near uh, close the, the, the trolling that women have to deal with when it comes to cyberbullying and so when,
0: when we first had anna on our shows i had to go through the comment section daily and, and trina too because even as recently as 3 or 4 years ago from a video review aspect, for some reason there were a lot of guys that, that – I don't know if it hurt their bravado that they were listening to a woman talk about wrestling. But some of the shit that I saw, some of the weird shit that I yeah. would see people say was just so stupid. And like that, that's, that's when I, I got to experience – I don't want to say firsthand, but secondhand – I would see some of the stuff that these people were willing to put out there publicly – thinking that it was the right thing to say. Uh, nothing as extreme as what we're talking about now, but still yep. the, the differentiating aspect was, was clear. Yep. And um, I mean, there
2: was a case recently, and I'm not going to mention the name, but there was a case recently with the YouTube uh, reviewer that took shots at Alexa Bliss. Uh, and, you know, Sean and I talked about that off the air too. And I said to Sean, I really wish that the, that the WWE talent would stop uh, uh, linking his, his video because he's going to come out of that on a net positive, and I still believe that. I still believe that he's going to come out on a net positive because there's going to be certain people that find what he said funny. Yeah, I don't but think this is... so.
0: He got doxed. He got what? He got doxed. What does that mean? His family got a bunch of angry, threatening phone calls and stuff like oh, that. Oh, they did? Yeah. Really? Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll okay. not go into that. I don't really okay, okay. care to go but into anyway,
2: that. Anyway, going back to Hanakamura, so – Apparently, the reason she was doing Terrace House Tokyo, which is a reality show on Netflix Japan, was they wanted to increase her name in the mainstream because stardom was planning to build around her and they wanted her to be the focal point of their promotion. Um, And so one of the unfortunate reality, you talked earlier about the unfortunate realities with, uh, with the coronavirus lockdown. Another of the unfortunate realities with the coronavirus lockdown is that a lot of people who were busy suddenly were not. Yeah. And in the case of Hannah Kimura, you know, Stardom wasn't doing any shows. Uh, Terrace house had, had suspended production because of the uh, the lockdowns. And so that means that she had a lot of time to be at home going on the internet. And uh, one of the things that was incorrectly reported about her, and I want to mention this, is what happened on Terrace house that led to all of the cyberbullying. So, first, it was said that she slapped a guy in the face. Because he accidentally ruined her ring gear. He, he put her, her ring gear through the wash accidentally and ruined it. Then Dave Meltzer, and you know that I, I respect Dave Meltzer, but he in, he inaccurately reported that she didn't slap him in the face. She slapped the hat off his head is what he reported. I've seen the clip. She didn't hit the guy at all. Like there was, no, there was no slap, nothing. All she did was walk up to him, grab the hat off his head, throw it down, and walk away. And that's all she did. But unfortunately, that was enough for this incessant cyberbullying to take place. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's a really crappy thing, and, and something else people have to remember. Sometimes you look at somebody on television, and you forget that they're a regular person like anybody else. They just happen to have a job that puts them in the public eye. You even deal with a two degree, Sean. Yeah. You know, Sean's, Sean's a regular guy, and you in Kentucky, but he has a job that has him, you know, uh, kind of in the public eye. Hana was a 22-year-old kid, Sean. Yeah. A 22-year-old kid. I, I, couldn't, it,
0: I couldn't imagine undergoing that stuff at 22. At, sure, I. I yeah. mean, like I. I mean, I'm still learning every day, at, at almost 35 years old, and to think about like already how far she had come in life by 22, but the stuff and the attention that she would get at that age, I I could not imagine that. I'm not yep. prepared for it now, to my level. I would not have been prepared for it at her level at 22 or any age it's it's unbelievable and it's intimidating and i'm sure it it was scary for her
2: i'm sure it was and and people got to remember 22 years old she was probably very impressionable because most 22 year olds are uh and her online reputation was probably important to her because it is the most 22 year olds Mm -hmm. and so you know the combination of her being on lockdown uh, and having a lot of time on her hands to basically go on the internet and and the cyber bullying and her being this young kid, that was kind of a recipe for disaster, and uh, and it, it's a really unfortunate situation. And I, I talked earlier, as much good as the internet has done for the human race in so many ways. I mean, Fightful.com is you know prim- is an online entity. You make your living from it. My primary business is a is an online marketing company. The internet's done a lot of good for a lot of people, but at the same time, it's also proven how dumb the human race can be. And it's kind of put us back in a lot of ways. And you think about, say, the Cambridge Analyticas of the world that, you know, bought elections because people proved to be so easily manipulated. You look at, you know, anti-vaxxer movements and flat, flat-earther movements that kind of became prevalent because of the internet, uh, lockdown protesters with guns going into subway restaurants, all of that stuff, and depressed online trolls that now have an outlet, and that's what social media has become for these people. It's an outlet for them to be able, because they're not happy in their own lives and they want to bring others down and they have a means to do it and they can do so anonymously. Uh, and it's, it's, people just have to do better. Hana Kimura, Sean and I had a little, I'm not going to call it an argument, but we had a disagreement because I used the term future star in her thumbnail and the YouTube thumbnail and he wanted me to change it because she was already established in Japan. The reason I refer to her as future star is because she had gotten nowhere close to reaching her apex, this kid. And and who knows if Tara Sios had to become a big success and if she had to become the primary star of stardom, I don't know if she would have wanted to work in North America down the road. But if she did, she would have ended up in WWE or she would have ended up in AEW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and And once you have that, now you have even more notoriety in Japan. Like the sky was the limit for this kid. She and, was going to end up
0: wherever she wanted. I mean, wherever she wanted. One, yes. Because she
2: also had a good look, too, because that's important. She had a good look uh, and she had charisma. She, had, she was a package.
0: The thing so, is, like, there, she had not even begun to make her impression felt stateside. And she right. had already competed at the New Japan G1 Supercard in Madison Square Garden, sold out. And she was one of the women that competed at the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom ahead of the show. Only woman to do that too, so I mean that's that's unbelievable, and that yeah. that just exemplifies the amount of confidence that those those companies had in her, especially you, know, you got Bushi Road buying Stardom, and and there's a lot of stuff hand in hand. You could tell the promotion was was increasing there, and even when I reached out to Stardom about hey, is there anybody starting up a fund for her and her family? They said. It's quite likely Road is going to take care of the family, and that would be through them anyway. That, that's a nice entity to have behind you, to have believing in you. And right. it's – god, this, this is so sad. It's just so sad. It is.
2: Well, in the wake of this, a couple of things have happened. The first is uh, Terrace house has been canceled. They announced that uh, this week. Uh, and the other thing, according to CNN, the Japanese government is promising to speed up discussions around cyberbullying legislation – uh, and apparently, they plan to create a government panel to discuss whether internet users could be identified if their posts include slander and defamation. So obviously, that's going to lead to a whole, yeah. you know, freedom of speech and and all that stuff. But that's what they're looking into, and they should, you know. Yes. I don't know what I don't know what the, the hell is happening in the world these days with you know the I don't want to get political, but you know what happened in in Minnesota which is unbelievable, and, and now this young kid getting incessantly cyberbullying for doing nothing, nothing, literally for doing nothing. I don't know what the hell is going on in this world, man, but uh, you know, pe- people just got to do better. That's all you can say about it. They got to do better.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's the gift and curse of, of social media. You have the benefit of finding a lot of people that are going through the same things that you have and have experience and, and can help you out, but you also have people who don't have anything better to do than be a dick, and was I was I a troll when I was younger? Yeah, I did some I did some stupid shit, but man, I cannot imagine the idea of saying some of the stuff that has been said. Uh, it's it's gross and it's sad, and not just did we lose a great career, we lost a life with with the world in front of it, the world in front of it. 22 yep, years old. It's unbelievable to think. 22 years old. I mean, when I read that she was 22, first off, I thought to myself, was that a typo? Is she like actually 24, 25, 26? Because she had already been in the eye for so long, and that's that's how it is with some Joshi wrestlers. But my God, man, this is upsetting and sad, and you see people like Kyrie Sane who— say we we tried to get help there in time right it's yep. it's really really sad um i think sometimes
2: i feel sometimes these online trolls they they it's almost like they feel like the internet's not real yeah it's almost like they feel like i can create this anonymous persona and i can create this alias and i can say whatever i want and it's not real and then what often happens is that you know there are repercussions from the things that they say, and then they feel guilt afterwards. I think about that teacher that lost his job mm-hmm. because all those students were were, were sending the, the video of the the browser tab that had the porn thing in it. And as soon as he got fired, what did all those students that had been the cause of his getting fired? What did they do? They all got together and petitioned to get him rehired.
0: Yep. I mean, that's they, that's the thing. Uh, the a lot so many people lack basic human empathy. For for situations as little as what we're gonna talk about in a bit, the NXT crowd, I had yep. so many people. Now this these are not comparable situations. I'm using this as an example. People are like, oh boo hoo, they'll be alright, they'll be alright. Yep. And I'm like, You you don't give a shit unless it affects you. That that speaks to you. If you don't care, Unless it affects you, and and that's how you are pretty much across the board, that speaks to your lack of empathy. That's not a good quality. That's not a good thing. That doesn't make you tougher. That makes you a piece of shit. That makes you somebody that nobody's going to really want to be around. It shows how selfish you are. I hate that stuff. And we see that a lot. We Sorry see that a lot online because, as you mentioned, people act like it's not real. Well, I'll yeah. never have to deal with the repercussions of things that are said. And the the thing is, hopefully people grow and learn. I don't think anybody is above growing or learning. I don't care how old you are. I don't care where you came from. don't care who your friends are. don't care what you've said in the past. I think everybody is capable of learning and getting better. And I really hope that some people learned and got better from this. And, uh, ugh. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a big reason why everybody is defying
2: lockdown orders right now and packing parks. I don't know if it made the news in the U.S., but there's a park in, in Toronto on the weekend. There were over 10,000 people at this little park. It looked like a rock concert. There's so yeah. many people there and they interviewed some of them and some of them actually said, uh, you know, I'm young. I want to socialize. It's not going to affect me. And that's kind of your point is if it doesn't affect them personally, but they don't think about the repercussions. What if you have an elderly grandparent and now you're going home asymptomatic and you're giving it to them? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like this, people, people just don't think about this kind of stuff and it's going to put us back further. It's,
0: it's I I get, I get so tired of the, Oh, living in fear. All right. Do you cook bacon with your pants on because you're living in fear? I, I do it because I have common sense and I don't want to get grease burns on my dick. So use some common would you, would sense. You be, would you be cooking bacon naked otherwise? I, I mean, if I didn't have to worry about bacon grease all over my wiener, yeah, probably. Is this a blue chew segue? No, it's not. I I oh, will get it's there not. though. Uh Anakin JMT says, Sick of people jumping on Naya accusing her of being unsafe. Is it fair to do when people not only haven't worked with her, but most likely have never wrestled at all? Uh yeah, I think it's completely fair. You know,
2: let's talk about that now. I, yeah. I was going to talk about that later on, but let's talk about it now. So uh, you broke the story, and kudos to, to you. You broke a lot of stories this week, uh, and most of the other outlets credited you, most of them.
0: Most of them. But,
2: uh, but uh, one of the stories you broke is that uh, WWE taped Kyrie Sane, Nia Jax. I don't think this is a
0: spoiler. I think we could talk about this. Yeah, it, But yeah. They,
2: they taped that match for Raw next week, and during
0: I'm, the match, Kyrie Sane. To cut sorry, you off, I intentionally didn't give away results, so... Okay,
2: there you go, there you go. But during the match, Kyrie, uh suffered a cut, uh, so they had to stop the match to, to sew her up. She said she was good, and they kept going. And like you just kind of uh, uh, alluded to, I saw the post on social media, everybody universally crapped all over Nia Jax yes. without having any idea for what actually happened.
0: Yeah. Just I, crap all over Nia Jax. I've not seen the footage. I mean, did did somebody there tell me that, It might have been her fault, yeah, but I'm going to wait until I see what happened. Now, I think that Nia Jax, I I don't know her personally. I I don't know her personally. I think she's got a lot of value to her. I think that she can be very good when she's on. Mm. However, to the super chat, all due respect, I do not think it's unfair. I do not think it's unfair for people who have not wrestled to criticize. I've wrestled uh, not a lot, but I've, I've done that, and I can sit there and say the same thing that a lot of people have said. When you look at that and you're like, okay, this happened with Kyrie. Sane. There was a rough spot last month. She punched Becky Lynch in the face. She busted up Britt Baker during their enhancement match. I did an interview with Big Swole where she talked about how rough that was and how she had to give her receipt back. She didn't catch Charlotte Flair in a match. She kind of roughed up that spot. There was one a few years ago where she rolled Bailey, hurt her shoulder. There was, if you believe, Jerry Lawler. our uh, truth got hurt a little bit during a spot. Uh, there was Ember Moon's husband coming out and posting a tweet about her. There was, I, I think, the Zelina spot. I, I want to say at Evolution, There, there is a pattern here. Mm. Do I think that that defines her? Not really to me, but to, if it defines her to other people, well, that's you, you look at the body of work and you make a decision, you make an assessment based on that. I don't think that you have to wrestle to hear people's stories and recounting of things now diana perrazzo came out and said that she's never had that type of experience with naya she's worked mm-hmm. with her a few times but i don't think it's it's unreasonable for people to raise concerns and say this they could go about it in a better more humane manner i think but how do you feel i,
2: I definitely agree that they need to see the footage first and this kind of brings me back to the diano uh, uh diana Perazzo impact mm-hmm. signing quote-unquote I saw, and I cannot believe that this even became a thing. I saw on social media, people were crapping on AEW saying, why didn't you sign her first? How dare you not sign her first? It's like, what? I mean, now we know, as you just said, she, it's, she's per appearance with impact anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I saw, I think Kenny Omega actually felt the need to respond yeah. because people were crapping on AEW saying, how did you let them sign her first? Unbelievable. Pe- people respond without knowing anything about the, uh,
0: the facts of a situation. That's just kind of how it is. Yeah, yes. I that's the thing I don't understand. Like facts should be able to change your your take and opinion on things. But there are some people who will just stick with that one thing and go, go, go until they're yeah. blue in the face and won't adapt or, or learn anything from it. I'll I'll wait until I see how it happened. I mean, they had to stop the match, they had to bandage Kyrie up. Kyrie said that she was okay. I haven't heard an update on that, but
2: uh
0: but yeah, fightfulselect.com guys, sucky segue <laughs> for that, but I've got I'm going to have tons of exclusives up all week. I had the Kyrie thing, the Deanna thing, just a ton of notes about it. We broke that WWE would have crowds again, just a lot of stuff over there. Our retro review goes up this week. It's uh RVD versus Jerry Lynn. We look at the the feud between them. Um that there's a lot of great stuff from ECW month up there. Alex's Sour Graps, FightfulSelect.com. I I am not even hesitant to say that there is nobody else, no other premium wrestling site that gives you more for the amount that you're paying than Fightful Select does, and I'm very proud of that. There you go. Now let's talk about the live crowds, Uh, and
2: this is another story that you broke this week. Uh, My first question is, so obviously I've seen Raw now. Uh, NXT, I guess, are going to be doing a full sale
0: this week? Yes, yes, Okay.
2: With the same, you know, uh, PC talent and all that in the crowd?
0: Yes, from what I understand. Some of them, I mean, some of them have to go work the NXT show. You know what I would love? What?
2: I would love to watch NXT. Now, granted, I can't watch it live because I'm in Canada, and they don't air it in Canada live. Yeah. So, Rogers, Rogers, get your shit together. But anyway... Uh, I would love to watch NXT from full sail, and they do the quick little cut to the crowd, and there Charlotte Flair, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I would love it if they did that, but they won't. No, I, I would like it.
0: Sorry to interrupt again. There were a lot of people that were told we're intentionally not filming you, but then there were some NXT talent that told me we didn't even know that they were having people in the crowd because we didn't get the call for it. So really that I'm sure that doesn't set well with some and they don't know what, what the status is about a lot of things. I had mentioned the, the chairs, (laughs) somebody on Reddit that's like, why does he keep bringing that up? And I'm like, well, because it's, it's weird. It's weird to just not have stools out there for these people. And you had all these people, Oh, those poor babies, they have to sit through or don't, they have to stand during raw. No, it's, it's, it was scheduled as a 10-plus-hour taping. It went more like 11 or 12. That ain't fun. They did right. not get breaks. They, they got basically packed lunches and about five minutes of a break, and they were standing there. Just get them stools. Just get yeah, them stools.
2: You're right, and, and I will say as a viewer, even though it, it made for a better show having somebody in the crowd and having some crowd noise, to me it was noticeable. That they were all standing there on on, on basically just on on a slab of cement, basically. And uh, it looked to me like the crowd in a video game. It looked like a wrestling crowd in a video game. They were literally just standing there. And standing on cement, let me tell you guys, standing on cement for 8 to 10 hours is no picnic.
0: That was the thing. I had people saying, yeah, ankles are swollen, back hurts, it sucks. Not only that, two straight days, some of them got to go wrestle today. Right, right. And... what,
2: and is there a reason they didn't have chairs, or is because they didn't want to look, make it look sparse by having just a handful of
0: chairs out there? Lots of people asked, and they weren't given a real answer. I've been trying to find out. I'm trying to find out if, like, right now they have that. And I know for some people, because, again, one of the people I think I, I talked to on Reddit was like, oh, to me it's a non-issue. It's the same thing I tell my my fight team – or not my fight team, my, my news team. Snakes and sparklers. Do you know what that means, Jimmy. When i say that. heard of it, but no, no. Joe Dirt. When he goes Ugh. up to the fellow on the side of the road, and he's got this sparsely attended fireworks stand, and he goes, well, what are you selling? And he goes, snakes and sparklers, because it's the only thing that I like. And Joe Dirt tells him, well, it's not about you. It's about the consumer. I report on a lot of stuff that I do not give a shit about, but other people care about it. That's, mm. that's kind of what you do. If I have the information, I'm going to put it out there. I might not care about it. You might not care about it, but somebody else cares about it. And, uh, that's the situation. It's, it's really weird. And I heard that a lot of the wrestlers had fun. They said the matches were really good. I've got, ooh, I got a pretty juicy scoop that I can't put out there out, out of respect. Out of respect, I'm not putting it out there. But they said that there was some really, really good stuff out there. And, just standing, kind of roughened up the experience. I mean, yeah, they said that they yeah. they straight up told me energy was down for SmackDown, and I was like, man, that sucks. That it it emulates the actual crowd, even when they, even when they fix the crowd. It, it's it's here's such a it, weird here's what situation. we'll
2: do. Sean will tell me the tidbit off the air. I'll yeah, post well. it on Fightful, and I'll say PW Insider confirmed.
0: That's what we'll do. That'll be the way around it. No comment. No comment. So Man. let's move on. Let's move on. Well, I uh, we got some super chats. We got okay, some super go ahead, chats. Go we got plenty. Yeah. We got plenty. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Rob Wilkins says, "Jimmy Van, curious to know if LJN ever announced WDBF figures they not they didn't get to make." Say that again. If they ever, if they ever announced figures that they never got to make. Uh
2: yeah. So if you watch the uh, the lengthy interview that I did uh, on YouTube with a gentleman by the name of Bill Stanhope. We talked about it. Killer Khan was one that uh, the the guy had the mold, so he just made five of the prototypes. Uh, I bought mine from Matt Cardona because uh, I didn't know these existed until he would already made them and sold them. So I got mine from Matt Cardona, but that was one. Uh, And Sergeant Slaughter was supposed to be first part of Series 1, and uh, he cut a deal with Hasbro for G.I. Joe. So they made a prototype, but they did not release it uh, in retail. Those are the main two I can think of.
0: And he says, SRS, congrats on your new part-time security job with Michael Jordan. Have you seen that meme? No. Oh, my God. It's this guy who actually passed in January, RIP. He has this glorious, hilarious, like, George Washington hair. And he worked security for Michael Jordan. It was one of his close friends.
2: Oh, I know the guy talking with the glasses, right?
0: Yes. And he did the shrug. He did the Michael Jordan shrug after he beat him in a game of quarters. And it went viral. It was amazing. That guy
1: passed away? Call quickgrainger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Paid
0: him all along the way, which is is really great. But he was was amazing. It was one of the best parts of that. Rob Wilkins kind of ties into another question that Mike Straw had. Mike Straw says, any chance WWE doesn't re-sign Adam Cole this year? Rob Wilkins says, JVSRS. Uh, he says, I don't think the Adam Cole photo, do you? But I don't know what he was saying. Uh, I know there. what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, but
2: Adam Cole. Yeah,
0: yeah. He was in the background of an AEW photo. He yeah. dates Britt Baker. I yeah. can, I don't know when the contracts are up. I think their contracts are actually up near each other. Very near each other. And I mean, we got to be realistic about the situation. Adam Cole is pushed fantastically in WWE. You yep. could not want better creative and better protection than what Adam Cole has, and deservedly so. On the other hand, it's very clear his, his friends are the Young Bucks. He's got a lot of friends in AEW. His girlfriend is there. Uh, she's also very good. There are a lot of factors here. I'm not one to automatically jump on the, well, they're here, their girlfriend's here, their boyfriend, husband's here, so they'll switch. What do you think, Jimmy? Uh, I think it makes no difference
2: where his girlfriend is. Yeah.
0: I, I I think I mean ultimately
2: it's going to come down to dollars and cents, but I, to me the best example I can give is Renee Young. Renee Young was asked about how is it with your husband working for another promotion. She said hasn't made a lick of difference. Yeah. She said he he goes off and he he goes to his workplace and I go to work, my workplace and then we both come back home again. It's not
0: going to make a difference. Yeah. I aspire to make Britt Baker money though. Oh, I, do you? Are you going to become a dentist? Dentist and that AEW deal? Please, man. Give me that. Good
2: for her. Good for her. So does she maintain a full time clinic? Yeah. Does she does she she must have other dentists there, right? She had a
0: dental contract, I think it was, a two year dental contract, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, based on when I talked to her, I think it was ahead of uh AEW launching she had told me that.
2: Okay. okay. Uh,
0: unbelievable, and I know that she's just gonna she's gonna make a positive out of this in- injury stuff. I can't wait to see what she does. But yeah. Adam Cole's gonna be one of those guys. You better believe he's getting paid next contract. It's, and he should. The guy's yeah. good. He's good, man. And 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 we we talk about who
2: has presence, and Adam Cole's got presence. Look at the just the facial expression on that guy. He knows he's
0: good. Yeah, and you know he should. I mean? Yeah, he, and and presence to me goes a long way, and he's got it. DJ Cass says, Sean, just wanted to say how much I respect you and your work. And not a lot of people can really relate to the responsibility to do what you do. Hey, I appreciate that. Ultimately, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a fireman. I'm not saving anybody's lives. I'm talking some shit on the internet. But uh, thank you. I appreciate that. And Drew Nicholas says, if and really when there's a second wave of the virus, does wrestling stay live or do you think WWE and AEW will be forced to halt production? I don't think they'll be forced to halt production, Jimmy. No, I think they'll no. have a contingency plan like this in place. I think the fact that they were
2: deemed essential service when everything was still locked down speaks volumes. And so I think that uh, wrestling will continue uh, if there's a second lockdown. Now, who knows about the number of people that will be allowed in. Maybe they'll have to cut back on the, on the fans in the crowd, so to speak. Yeah, But they were deemed an essential service, and, and for that reason, I don't think it'll make a difference
0: for them. Last Super Chat. Reminder, guys. Donate a Super Chat. Any amount, get your question or statement read right on the air. But if you subscribe to Fightful Select, you can ask me as many questions as you want. Got a Q&A show going up tomorrow. Anakin brings up a good point. Doesn't Britt having a full-time practice make it unlikely she'd ever sign with WWE? Well, it depends. She can wrestle now. And that's that's one of the things she said. She wanted to make sure she could wrestle while she could. She's through dental school. She can always go back to that. If she gets, like, some insane offer, I can't pretend to understand the motivations of somebody like that, Jimmy. Like mm-hmm. She's got a lot going on, and she's got a, a unique skill set. And the other
2: thing people got to remember is that WWE, by their own admission, is now a content creation company, not a live event company. So if they wanted her bad enough, and if she said, "Well, you know what? I I I, I, lo- I want to maintain my practice a couple of days a week," yes, they'd make it. They'd make it happen.
0: Yeah, I think they could too. I mean, they did it. They did it for Isaac Yankem, so why not?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, let's move on since we're talking about AEW. Uh, I don't want to talk about Double or Nothing from top to bottom. Fightful dot already got yeah. the whole thing. You can go there. I just want to talk about Stadium Stampede. <laughs> what were your thoughts on Stadium Stampede?
0: I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I I thought that. I thought that it actually worked a lot better for the ingredients involved than Blood and Guts would have. Because Blood and Guts, it's hard for me to imagine it in that comedic aspect. Mm -hmm. Oh, they couldn't have done it that way. They couldn't have. And then you see, really the only people I had question marks about were Ortiz and Santana. And they did awesome! They were great! To me, I I thought it was a really good balance. like Stuff like Hangman Page running the chalk over... I can't remember if it was Jericho. Jericho. God, Jericho. that was amazing. He just casually brings it in. I think he, I saw that in the movie. Yeah, it was It was a really good blend of high spots, serious action. Like we saw with Jake Hager doing that Urinagi on a pool table. There ain't no give on a pool table. Oh, no, you're right. And I thought it was really, really fun. And I had people telling me, wait till you see this, wait till you see this. I think there's a lot of companies Knocking this cinematic wrestling stuff out of the park. Impact did a great one last night with the North. This has been a very, it has been a blessing uh, in the wake of a really terrible situation and a lot of people coming out on the positive and it's highlighting a lot of personalities. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Did, did it start out wonky to me? Yes. I really liked it though. I don't even know if I consider it a cinematic match because it, yeah. it kind of reminded me of a
2: Falls Can Anywhere match, sort of. Kind of, yeah. Uh, you know, Except it was in a football stadium. What I liked about it was the amenities that they had access to. <laughs> Being able to do it in a football stadium, they went into the bar uh, of, of the, uh, in the stadium, they went into the, the pool area, they went up and the bleachers. They got to go to areas that you don't necessarily get to go in. So I thought that was cool. Now, for me personally, I will say this, and I know you're not going to agree with me, yeah. Uh I personally wasn't crazy about the Matt Hardy pool spot. Yeah. The only reason I'll say that is because uh he was basically giving a nod to characters that were famous in WWE. Yeah. That's the only thing I didn't like about it. Like the Matt Hardy version one, that was strictly a WWE, you know, era character. And so that I would I didn't care about. But I, I want to say this on the other side of the coin, and I've put this guy over before, Sammy Guevara. That guy what a pickup Sammy Guevara is for AEW. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that, you know, they're pro-WWE and so they hate everything about AEW, whatever. And vice Sammy versa, Guevara.
0: Yeah. What's that? And vice versa.
2: And vice versa. Sammy Guevara, if you're not an AEW fan and, and if maybe you're just a loyalist to WWE and you don't want to believe that there's a competitor out there or whatever, just do yourself a favor. Just go on YouTube and look up some of Sammy Guevara's stuff because – he, to me, has come such a long way in, in the last year. I mean, this kid was going out when they first started in a panda outfit. Do you remember that? Yeah. And and at first, I'd be watching him thinking, this kid's a goof. He, being a part of the inner circle and getting to use a guy like Jericho as a mentor, he has started to master the entertainment aspects of the business. Uh, and you see now, like, his facial expressions when he does stuff. And uh, when he saw Hey Man Page on the horse – and he, he got the look on his eyes like, crap, i got to run again. And then when he saw the golf cart, uh, like he's – you know, one thing people got to understand in this day and age because they used to talk about, say, back in the 90s, you know, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, good worker, good worker. In this era, everybody's a good worker. Yeah. Like all the guys are good in the ring in 2020. And so the only thing that's going to separate you from the next guy is if you understand the entertainment aspect of the business. And Sammy Guevara, I think, in the last year has come a long way. In learning that side of it. Uh, and you got to remember, he's only 26 years old. He's still a kid. That means that you give him another five years, he's going to be the man in AEW. Yeah, uh, I think he's come a long way. To me, he was the star of that match.
0: Yeah. Sammy Guevara. He's been the star of a lot of stuff lately. Eloquent in yes. the Super Chat and says, I think Sammy has been the AEW MVP over the last four months. He's Drew great. Nicholas says, everyone in Stadium Stampede was elevated from that. I think Sammy gets the MVP for that. He's an incredible talent. He's amazing. I couldn't agree more. And I have a story. I don't know if I've told you this, but you'll appreciate this. So when Denise started with us and she had done her her WWE spot, if you remember, I think she was under Arrow Lucha contract still. So she had to get mm-hmm. out of that and all that just to make sure. And when when she had given me some details, I started to reach out to James Storm, Shane Helms, a lot of people who had worked with Arrow Lucha because, as people might remember, we, being Jimmy, sarcastically invested in Aerolucha so we could get the updates. And we were getting a lot of weird updates. No, I did it for the t-shirt and the mask. <laughs> yeah, well, we also get the CBD updates that they do. Yes, we do. And I was reaching out to a bunch of people. Sammy was one of them. I sent him the, hello, uh, this is Sean from Fightful. We had never spoken before. I'm like, hey, I wanted to ask about Aerolucha, the nature of your deal. And he just sent me a message back that said, LOL, Aerolucha." Where'd everyone's money go? Yeah. And I saw, I saw that. That was like fantastic. Face of the promotion was what he was supposed to be. But they didn't do yeah. anything. Man. Yeah, there There is real value in having uh, comedic
2: timing in pro wrestling. Yep. Uh, and there's a lot of value in having range. And again, like Chris Jericho, if you're going to learn from someone, he's a guy to learn from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and uh, I mean, hell, if you can't learn from The Rock— because The Rock is also obviously phenomenal. If you can't learn yeah. from The Rock, learn from Chris Jericho, and I think that he has really helped Sammy Guevara. Again, I just think back to when he started in AEW with this, with the stupid panda costume and stuff, and now where he is. He's he's really come a long way. And again, if you're an anti AEW person, just be open minded and watch some of his stuff. Yeah, because he's come a long way. And again, I'm not, I'm not talking in the ring because they're all good in the ring. I'm just talking his ability to entertain. I think he's come a long way. I think he's uh, he's done quite well. Uh, the other thing I want to say about AEW is I actually like the casino ladder match. Yeah, I actually liked it. I didn't like the casino battle royal concept. I yeah. thought it was stupid uh, using the the you know the 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 card hands and all. I just didn't like it. I I like the ladder match concept. I like that the first two can win before everybody else comes out. I thought it was all right. So I, I think what they got out of the show was they have two signature matches that they can use. As long as they don't use them to death, use them yes. once a year, then they, they have some signature matches they can
0: use now. Yeah. And, and I think that's great. Um, The the casino ladder match, so much better than Casino Battle Royal. As you mentioned, Casino Battle Royal was so hard to shoot and clunky. The ladder match is the right way to go. And I think creatively, there's a lot of cool stuff they can do with that and I thought double or nothing was pretty good. Again, wish I was there. I had somebody, cause I had posted, Oh, it'll be weird covering one from home. And somebody said, Oh, no, it'll be just like WWE. No, it's not. WWE doesn't have scrums beforehand. They don't, they don't have one. They don't have like media sections or anything like that. It was a different, different aspect. I wanted to get on that scrum really bad, but I didn't get there in time to ask Tony, like, how does that conversation go when you say, Hey, guys, because, you know, he, he, it's not just going to be him not alerting anybody that he's using the stadium and all that stuff. I was very interested to find out how that conversation goes where he's like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And apparently, it, obviously, it got through. I, I would be really, really interested to learn that. I mean, his dad owns the team. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, still, it's yeah. a conversation that has to be had with somebody.
2: Yeah, you're right. I, I mean, it was probably him saying, hey, by the way, Dad, uh, Saturday the 23rd, I'm doing this, all right? Throwing a party on the 23rd. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and his dad was probably like, uh, all right. You know, something tells me it didn't uh, take a lot of effort. But uh, no, good for him. I mean, maybe once a year they just do it in the same venue. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I thought it was all right. Now, I want to I wanna talk a couple more things about AW before we get to uh, stupid people. So the first one is, what do you think about them throwing Brian Cage into the deep end right away? Because he won the ladder match, he got the chip, and now he's immediately getting a title shot with John Moxley at Fighter Fest. They haven't announced a venue yet, and they haven't announced a date yet. But he's getting a title shot just like that. What do you think of that?
0: He, I, I think he'll need to get some matches under his belt, get his wind back underneath him. I don't know what his cardiovasculars like. I remember an impact on pay per view. It's, it seemed like. That got to him a couple times, and taped matches didn't really. I mean, maybe he could pace himself better. I don't know. But it's not like he doesn't have long matches. He would, he, he did 15, 25-minute matches all the time. So it's just a matter of the fact that he's been out for five months, five and a half mm-hmm. months. So I'd imagine that he, he might need to uh, get some reps underneath him. As far as him as a personality, I guess we'll see. Putting Taz with him is good. Yeah. I, I know some people are like, oh, manager with everybody. Who gives a shit? They used to Use do that him if you time. can. Yeah. yeah. Who gives a shit? They used to do that with all kinds of people, and it worked. I, yeah. I would care more about the wrestlers because they had a manager.
2: I I'm agree. all for it. I agree. If you have access to him, why not? Because mm-hmm. if you take a guy – with all respect to Brian Cage, a lot of the audience watching on TNT doesn't know who Brian Cage is. But they know who Taz is yeah. probably – so I have no issue with that. I think it's too soon for Brian Cage. My one of the criticisms I've had with AEW is I feel they haven't handled Moxley's run very well, and I understand that the empty arenas has been a been a problem. But I feel like Hager was thrown in quickly, Brody Lee was thrown in quickly, Brian Cage is being thrown in quickly. Yeah. I think it's just too 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 fast, uh, and especially a guy like Brian Cage, he came in with momentum, he won their big match, and now he's probably going to put over Moxley. Probably, I, I think it's too soon. Well that's just my opinion. One other AEW thing I want to mention, and this is again, you know, people on social media. Again, you just kinda have to understand what you're getting into. So Sean Spears shows up a double or nothing. He's in his street clothes because he's not supposed to be in a match. So he's in his street clothes. Uh Dustin Rhodes runs out, they have an impromptu match. Dustin Rhodes beats him in like three well, minutes. He, he had
0: challenged Dustin Rhodes, but yeah, Dustin but there, wasn't was, going to show up. Yeah.
2: Right, right. And that's why he was in a street clothes because in storyline there wasn't going to be a match kind yeah. of thing. Uh he goes out, he gets beaten three minutes, uh, and they made him look a bit like a goof because he had Tully Blanchard on his underwear and stuff like that. There was so much stuff on social media with people saying, Oh, look at this guy. He thought that the grass was gonna be greener and now he's a loser. I watched that, and I thought to myself, okay, number one, he's a heel. Number two, he was never on television in WWE. He's on television every week in AEW. Yeah. He just had a match on pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I, also— and I, I,
2: just, I just I don't understand where people can, can relate that as a heel to being at home, not being used at all in WWE. I don't know how that's the same thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least in AEW, he gives me the ability to say, and if you want your penis to become a horseman and have her riding all night long, check out our friends at BlueChew.com. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. But they're ready when you are. Maybe maybe you've been off the roster for a while, so to speak. Maybe you've been conducting a few dark matches in, in, in your own room. And you're ready to hit prime time. You're ready to hit pay-per-view. Well, Blue Chew is going to be ready for you to throw that ding-dong right at her. Or him, I don't know. Reminder, it gets into your system a lot faster. It's a chewable. And, like I said, ready when you are. But the thing that I like the most, you don't have to go to the doctor. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. It's prescribed online by Blue Chew Affiliated Physicians. And it gets to you discreetly. I'll say this every time. You do not need to be at the doctor if you can avoid it Within within safe measures. And right now, that's what Blue Chew is able to do for you. And I know if you guys try this stuff, you're going to love it. It's not just for people with a problem. It's for people who want that enhancement. And right now, you can get it for free. Get your first shipment free. Use that code Fightful. You just pay $5 shipping. That's it. $5 shipping. Hot dog. What a deal. You know, I love a good deal, Jimmy. I am thrifty. And this is as good as it gets. Your quality of life will confuse people. It it will. It will.
2: All right. Good job on that. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Might as well go to Stupid People right now. I'm not going to do the video because I don't have a, a special version of the song. Yeah, sure. Once again, if you want to do your own rendition of the Stupid People song, reach out to Sean Rossap on social media. Uh, and if we play it on the podcast, then I'll use my little iPad setup. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not going to bother doing it. And after this, if you go to uh, FightfulSelect.com, we're going to do the list goes on. We're going to talk about Matt Riddle. We're going to talk about uh, some lockdown stuff, uh, put over some talents that I think have done a pretty good job. We're going to talk about Oscar and some stuff I learned about her that I didn't know. So that's mm-hmm. going to be interesting. Uh, AJ Styles, NXT in your house, and uh, something called Deathmatch Drive-In. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that on uh, FightfulSelect.com. So the first one, Sean, and once again, I'm going to try to use imagery, even though I have to hold the thing up because I can't produce. But I'm going to try. And this, by the way, if I can even find it, this is Coronavirus Edition Part Eight, Sean Ross App Part Eight. This first one was reported by Rolling Stone on May 22. So you know, people have been in lockdown for a while now. A lot of us, I think, we're going on what 10 to 12 weeks, Mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of us have had a lot of time to think. You know, maybe too much time to think in some cases, Sean. This has led to a new genre when it comes to adult content creators who specialize oh <laughs> who specialize in custom videos. Do
0: you have any idea what the new genre is that's been created? Probably some mask stuff. Spite porn. Spite porn?
2: Yeah, so there's a girl named Allie Eve Knox. She's an adult performer. Who makes custom videos on request. She said that she's gotten a ton of requests from women wanting her to make videos that shame and humiliate their
0: exes.
2: (laughs) Because obviously these women have a lot of time to sit around stewing. You know what I mean? Well, I mean a lot of people do. She said one asked her to role play as an evil substance abuse counselor. Oh, no. Another wanted her to pretend to make dog shit cookies here's a quote from her, she said a woman just ordered a custom video for me to send to her ex-husband to have me shame him for all the shit he did while they were together Yeah, she said said the video started out like a typical R-rated teasing clip, but then after a few minutes she launches into a barrage of
0: insults directed at the ex (sighs) Spike to me, there should probably be on her part some I don't know, customer confidentiality there
2: yeah, Damn. that might be a good idea.
0: Blue Chew yeah. is way more discreet. Yeah, you'd think so.
2: Yeah. This next one, uh, oh, you're going to like, I I bet you you've heard of this one because of where it happened. I okay. bet you. So this was reported by the Lexington Herald Leader out of Lexington, Kentucky on me May on 19. Twitter. Follow
0: me on there Twitter. There you go.
2: So you're going to know this one. So a gas station out of Manchester, Kentucky. Is that close to you, Manchester, Kentucky? I don't think so. Okay. It's called Elvin's. They had to backpedal after a sign that they posted in their storefront window went viral. Do you know what that sign said that they posted in their storefront window?
0: I don't know.
2: Oh, you don't know this one? No. It said, no face oh, yeah. masks allowed in store. Lower your mask or go somewhere else. Stop listening to Bashir. I guess he's the governor of Kentucky, Andy Bashir. Yep. He's a dumbass.
0: That's what the sign says. Keep, keep now, in mind, one of the... one of the. Uh... More popular governors in the country right now, not not to get political, but he's been heralded, no pun intended, for his positive work. We're doing really good in Kentucky.
2: Well, this went viral because obviously the rest of the, of the, of the world is encouraging people to wear face masks. Yeah. This store says no face mask. It went viral. They got shit on heavily, so they had to backpedal. So they posted a statement. They said we would never deny any customer access inside our store, even though that's what they said. Uh, They said, that is wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. We're not telling you not to wear a mask, which is what they said. Uh, They said, what we're saying is it's your choice to wear one or not, not our government's choice for us. While some got the meaning behind it, a lot did not. Oh, I think people got it because everything they said in their statement was bullshit. Yeah, yeah,
0: complete bullshit. And I don't know if you saw, as you knocked over your microphone. Yeah, I did. uh, That governor was also in the news because – there were really angry idiots that did like the effigy thing. They they hung a doll of his likeness from a tree in front of his in front of the governor's mansion. Really? Yeah. So uh crazy stuff. A guy got fired for that. Crazy stuff, man. A lot
2: of stuff happened to the woman in the park in uh in New York, she was actually Canadian, that girl. Oh, I'm not you know surprised.
0: That? Not surprised. What do you Canadians mean are surprised? Canadians are so There's impolite. Something doesn't happen in Canada. Something Canadians are so Canada. impolite, man. <laughs> this last one was reported by
2: KTVB7 out of Boise, Idaho on May 18. I can call this for the SRS file, Sean. I haven't done that in a while. So uh, public restrictions led to COVID-19 uh, problems in uh, Bonners Ferry, Idaho, a place called Bonners Ferry, Idaho. Uh There is one thing that became such an issue, it forced city council to pass a citywide ordinance. Do you know what that problem was due to COVID-19 restrictions? What is it? Uh, It seemed that more and more people started relieving themselves on private property. Oh, no. And apparently, most of the incidents were intentional, as if people were doing it out of spite over the city closing public restrooms.
0: Man, that's a spite porn we can expect to see.
2: Yeah, people were crapping on their neighbor's lawn, Sean. Mm. So uh, that's what they were doing. They were crapping on their neighbor's lawn out of spite, and they had to pass a citywide ordinance because it became such an issue.
0: You have some artificial turf in your backyard. What do you yes, do, do when an animal scampers through and drops doesn't happen? It? My yard, my yard's fenced off. It doesn't happen. Okay, but I mean, they can come around the front. Oh, you've got the you got the the closure on the back. You're right. Gates. I've got 39 security cameras, but nothing's coming. When a Buffalo comes up and jumps that fence, Jimmy,
2: because they are all over Toronto.
0: Yeah. Ontario. Well, I mean, they're in. Yeah.
2: I mean, Buffalo is right across the world. You might, most of the world, you might have a raccoon or a squirrel going through your trash. We got Buffalo. Yeah. Going through our garbage bins here.
0: Well, we have some super chats. Anakin JMT says, just to play devil's advocate, isn't it better for Spears to not be on TV and seem cool than look like a goof? Better to be thought of as a fool than to open your mouth and confirm it. He's no, a performer. He's a performer. Yeah,
2: he, not only that, but he's he's playing kind of like a chicken shit heel type character. Yeah. And it kind of fits into his character. If he was a baby face, I would agree it's a burial to go out there and get beaten three minutes. Yeah. But he's playing kind of a chicken shit heel, so I think it's fine.
0: Donnie Cornick says, I love that Shivani mentioned that ladders don't balance well on the mat. Explains why wrestlers climb slowly. I loved that. Loved that. That is just one offhand line that you mentioned, and it explains years and years and years of things not making sense. How, did, how does that explain Melissa climbing up slow in her match with you? I did it well because, one, I directed that. and uh, <laughs> I was going to say that she won, by the way. I, I don't know. I, I don't remember that at all. But uh, I just wanted to play off of that because it was funny. Because she didn't know anything about wrestling, and she's like, "Why am I climbing this so slow?" But uh, Alva M also says, "That's what I like about AEW: the standings allow for a rotation in programs, meaning a chance to create new stars." Me too. They've they've taken the ranking system and they they made it work. So I, I think I like it a lot. I would like a lot more if you guys uh, click the thumbs up and subscribe as we're we're winding down here. But yeah, yeah, what's uh, next? Well,
2: I was going to hit two more topics. I might only hit one, and if I do, I'll, I'll talk about the other one on the list goes on. Yeah. I want to talk about uh, – uh, I guess this is probably going to be the last time we need to talk about Vince McMahon and the XFL, probably. <laughs> yeah. So uh, according to Ben Fisher of the Sports Business Journal, Vince has decided not to bid on the XFL uh, assets in bankruptcy court. He made the decision I guess a week ago. Uh, Fisher also says that according to the XFL's Investment Bank, 20 possible bidders have already signed NDAs, uh, which is non-disclosure agreements, with all of them hoping to launch a 2021 season. 20 possible bidders. So let me just say this. When we talked about this story last week, when I think it was the Athletic that reported that creditors believed that Vince was going to bid. Yes. uh, And and to be clear, the Athletic did not say Vince was going to bid. They said – XFL creditors believed Vince was going to bid. We talked about this on this podcast. I told you I was surprised by that. And there was two reasons why I was surprised by that. The first reason was my gut feel this whole time is that they bankrupted the XFL because they lost at least one broadcast partner. That's that's always been my belief even though they haven't publicized that. So the first reason I was surprised that he'd be going back in on the assets is unless you have a broadcast partner, you're not making any money. You're going to bleed money on the XFL. That was number one. Number two was his reputation in football circles because he's got coaches as creditors because he's got the lawsuit with Oliver Luck. I thought it could be difficult for him to attract good executive level talent. Maybe yeah. relaunches. Uh, so those were the first, those were the main two reasons I was surprised. It looks like now it's not going to happen. We'll see. Even if another bidder comes in and gets some, are they going to be able to launch next year? I don't know. I guess we'll we'll see.
0: Yeah, I'll be all too excited to never talk about the XFL on a new show again. I enjoyed the games. It was fun, but I'll be very, very happy to not do that. Uh, Charlie Wolf sends a super chat and says, Just woke up because I'm working nights. Jimmy, what do you think about the NHL's plans, and how bad is Connor McDavid going to torch my Blackhawks? (laughs) You know what? In In a best of five, anything can happen. So uh, the Blackhawks
2: could win. I look at it like this, and I won't go too heavy because uh, we might have people that aren't hockey fans. But sure. I think I think they're trying to make the best of a bad situation. I think it's sad for let's say Al- Alexander Ovechkin. If anybody's a fan of hockey, he's been uh, trying to break Wingresky's goal scoring record. Yep which is a record people thought could never be broken and they kind of did the math okay, he's averaging whatever it was 55 60 goals a year if he can do that for another X number of seasons, maybe he'll do it. Yeah. he lost you know 10 15 games on the season uh, so that's kind of unfortunate. I also think it's unfortunate that teams that would have been nowhere near the playoffs if they had to finished the regular season now get to be part of a play-in so
0: but I say same with basketball I heard Dame Mullard say oh, if I don't get a chance to be in the playoffs, I don't want to play. Well, then the NBA should say, eh, cool, bye. Uh, outside yeah, of making them play the the an even number of games, there yeah. is nobody on the outside looking in of the NBA playoffs with above a 438 winning percentage. To me, you don't deserve in. No, you're right. And, and in hockey, they kind of did the same. The Montreal
2: Canadiens had a 500 points percentage, mm-hmm. and I think they were on the bottom end of what was uh, what was acceptable. Yeah, and it sucks for them. There's two teams: the Buffalo Sabers and the New Jersey Devils. They were behind Montreal in terms of points percentage by point zero zero seven. Wow! And based on that, they're out, and the Montreal Canadiens get to do a play in. So, but it's how do? There's no perfect solution. So I I think that they're doing the best that they can. I do think the Edmonton Oilers are going to look real good. But uh, in a best-of-five, because it's going to be the Oilers and the Chicago Blackhawks in a best-of-five play-in. In a best-of-five, yeah. best anybody, anything could happen. The, the Oilers could lose three straight. You never know.
0: Yeah. Anything else?
2: No, I, I was going to talk about uh, restrictions being lifted in Japan, but I'll mm-hmm. save that for the list goes on. So we'll talk about that on Fightful Select.
0: Well, quick plug, guys. The Distraction reviewed Suburban Commando this week. They've got their TEW uh, play along. A lot of great stuff there. I interviewed Joe Hendry. Watch that interview. It is unbelievable. He talks about Chael Sonnen writing a promo he did on Robert Whittaker. Ring of Honor with a closed-door meeting, and a talent meeting. Really good stuff there. Tomorrow, I have a vi- video that Camillo put together uh, with our virtual basement video game information. The new competitor to 2K. That's coming tomorrow. Friday, making a finisher, the Van Terminator. Rob Van Dam walks us through creating that move. Until next time, guys, leave a thumbs up, subscribe. We're out.